Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Greg Hill Show on Boston Sports Original WEEI. No Greg, Courtney, or Wiggy today. Instead, it's Shime, Hart, and Dondero with you. Uh, the crew will be back tomorrow. They'll have Boomer Esiason on tomorrow. All the uh, all the normal uh, uh, features of the Greg Hill Show will be tomorrow. I already got yelled at for not doing the news today. I'm sorry. We didn't do the news today. The guy, it's a holiday. Yeah. Yeah, just he goes, just because it's a holiday, Shime doesn't mean there's no news. No, it means we're not doing the news because yeah. it's a holiday. Exactly. I don't. Courtney's not here. We're not doing the news. It is what it is. Sorry, she she does a great job at curating the news. Even though people accuse her of not doing any work, she does a great job. People of accuse it. her of not doing any work. Yeah, all the time. That's kind of hurtful, huh? Yeah. What does that mean? She's on the air talking. Right. Well, she, they they say she like does no prep for any of it, and I'm like, I watch her. She does like hours of prep for this. Well, that's hurtful if they think she does no prep, but she really does prep. Yeah, it's it's very it's mean. Bullying. It's very mean. Um. 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in. we got a couple callers here. Been hanging on. Let's get to Marcus in Dorchester talking about Gerard Mayo. What's up, Marcus? Hey, hey guys. Thank you for taking the call. Sean, love you in the morning. The best show. Appreciate um, you. This goes, this goes back to Friday because I couldn't get on the air with Gresh. And Gresh was on a soapbox about how he felt like it was so wrong that they skipped steps and procedures and how could they do that and blah, 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 this, and blah, 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 that, all up and raw. So I'm going to just say this, guys, and I don't even want to go down this road, but welcome to what the African-American sports fan has been saying in Boston for the last 40 years. How could they skip steps? Um, second, my, my, uh, my, my second take is on a, the dumbest take. He said somebody that called in and, and wondered if Tom Brady could be an offensive coordinator was uh, – he said that was a stupid take, the dumbest take. No, the dumbest take of the year was when he had an exercise and he said that Mac Jones was the most mentally toughest player on the Patriots. <laughs> I'm gonna hang up. I'm gonna I, hang up and listen to you guys. Love you, Thank Marcus. You so Thank much you so much for taking my call, man. Yo, I, hey, hey, and tell Curtis to leave Wiggy alone. He's a boomer. I, I got, I got you. Thank you for the call, Marcus. I appreciate you. Anybody that wants to take a shot at Gresh is welcome on this program. Uh, that was multiple shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, to address one of, uh, we don't need to address the Mac Jones one. That's fine. Uh, to just address the other one, I don't know exactly. I didn't hear exactly what Gresh said, but I don't want to fully uh, support him. But I do want to point out that I think it would have been at least beneficial to the New England Patriots organization to interview other players, even if you're no matter what. Or not other players, other coaches. Yep. Even if no matter what, you were going to hire Gerard Mayo, which is fine with me. If that was your plan, okay, good for you. Have conviction. Stick by your plan. 
I, it, it's beneficial to interview other coaches just because sometimes guys don't get jobs and you can build relationships with guys, bring them in as coordinators. You can get new ideas from guys. They're going to they're gonna come in and pitch you. If they pitch you something, you can then, I don't know, steal it. That's kind of how it works sometimes. Um, and so I just think it would have been beneficial for the New England Patriots just to talk to other guys, even if it was kind of a sham, just to talk to other coaches like a Shane Waldron, who's like an offensive coordinator who's out there, who's not going to be with the Seahawks anymore because they're moving on from Pete Carroll's entire staff, who I think handles quarterbacks and especially young offensive linemen really, really well. And you could have just like picked his brain for 30 minutes. Mm. I'm all for the Shane Waldron one. That's my guy. I, um, I like that. The The question I have, and I don't know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. I probably should. Are Were they even allowed to interview? Like once you wrote whatever succession plan into Gerard Mayo's contract last January. Did you tie your own hands? Like, no, no, no. Okay, you're all in I'm on that I'm under the guy. impression that they would have been allowed to interview. They just chose not to because they had the availability or the ability to just go right You Mayo. shouldn't do that. If you're going to have the – I'm with Marcus. If you're going to have the dumb Rooney rule, yeah. then utilize it. Don't have little loopholes to get around it because – so the if I want to be a racist and skip – interviewing minority candidates all i have to do is create a succession plan in a contract like is that the way around it like i can yeah, you're showing it because gerard mayo's black no i don't think so i okay. think you could do the same thing with shane waldron in seattle or John right McDaniel he's the succession that. Plan. that makes no sense at yeah all. I, either get rid of the rooney rule or give the rooney rule some teeth and say no you can't circumvent it i'm gonna force you to interview but in general i whatever the details are yeah. i agree with you I think people should interview with other places as much as possible Always. to learn about them. Just like Gerard Mayo should have interviewed with Carolina last Correct. year. Correct. Yeah. And I think you should interview other people to steal ideas and be like, oh, you guys are doing what out there? You have how many computer programs that analyze what? Oh, interesting. Can I just bring something to the that? table real quick? Yeah. So this is my concern with this whole thing, and I'm sure you thought of this. And, you know, we talked about and there was a report out there. I don't know if it was a report, but didn't Robert Kraft have something to do with Bill O'Brien coming back? Correct me oh, if yeah. I'm wrong. Right. So yeah. he had some influence there. Yeah. So my worry is they put this succession plan in Gerard Mayo's contract, not because they're blown away by his potential and he's the next big thing and he's some sort of uh, prodigy as a head coach. I'm worried that they did that because they saw the brain drain going on. They saw how Bill was mismanaging the coaching staff and in the, the crash were trying to do anything possible to keep one of the decent off or assistant coaches in the mix. And they, I don't know if they panicked or something, but they put that succession plan in the contract just to keep one of the better offensive or assistant coaches here. And he's a defensive coach. But one of the assistant coaches here in New England, that's why they put that in. Not because they think he's going to be the greatest head coach going forward. So I think that could be part of it. I also think that Robert was very much under the impression that this team wasn't going to be 4-13. and He thought oh, that this know. team was going to be way better. And it's like, oh, perfect. We go from, instead, we're an 8-9 and team. Now Bill leaves. Gerard comes in. Different attitude. Now we'll just be a couple games better. We'll be back to, like, 11-7. and And, like, I think... That's kind of what he thought, and then the team went four and thirteen, which make which compounds all of the bad things into this being horrendous. I mean, remember? Well, I think they thought they were going to. Sorry, just, no, go ahead. I think this was a two-year plan. I think your numbers are right, but it's a two-year plan with Belichick. I think they thought this was an eight or a nine-win team yeah. this year, and then an eleven-win team next year. Bill now has his twenty wins to put him well—not well past, but a few past Shula. And we transition the power of a stable franchise 
to Gerard Mayo. I'm just, and then you uh, sucked. Yeah. I'm just thinking about when, I think it was when Devin McCourty retired and he was talking about some of the experiences he had and he talked about Steve Belichick and his compliment was when Steve took over in the defense or in the safety room or whatever, he admitted he knew nothing. Right. And that was the compliment he had for Steve Belichick and he went from there and he was honest about it. And I'm just wondering if the Crafts looked at something like that and said, geez, we need to keep this guy on board because of the way the staff has been formed, we need some good assistance on the staff. And that's why they put the succession plan in place, to keep him around then. That was to benefit two years ago. Not necessarily because he was the next great head coach. Yeah. That's what, and I don't mind that. I like the hire. I think he could be a good coach. The players like him. That's my concern, though. Yeah, so uh, I, speaking of uh, Steve Belichick, it's an interesting name. I'm curious, your thoughts. Do, do they keep him? Does Gerard keep him around? Uh, this is a terrible answer, and I fully admit that I have uh, no idea. Because right. he no. has a super... He's going with Bill. He, I, I don't know. I, he has a super close relationship with Gerard. Because it seems they were, like... They have been close since, if you listen to them, they talk about these sessions they had when Gerard was on IR. Remember Gerard finished his career like three straight years on IR, two yeah. straight years? Yeah. He and Steve would hang out in the back rooms and just like break down film, talk life, screw around. Like they were boys well, back then. And it then. felt like the one cohesive unit of this yeah. team was the defense. Yeah. yeah. And those two guys were a collaborative effort spearheading the defense. Yeah. And, and if I were advising Steve Belichick, I would say stay right where you are. Go off on your own two feet, kind of, and be the D coordinator for Gerard Mayo, the defensive head coach. Let your dad go to wherever and succeed. Because if you go to Dallas, well, what are you doing in two years? Success or failure? You might have two more Super Bowl rings, but what are you doing after that? Where are you landing on your feet if you want to be an NFL coach post-daddy? And I would stay in New England. I've also heard reports, um, loose reports, that they kind of want to stay in this area. Their families are really comfortable. They don't Makes really want to up and move. His sister's so close, too. Like for it's... career, I would advise him, if it's on the table, if Gerard yeah. wants to keep you around as the D coordinator and Robert wants to keep you around, then I would stay right where you are. Okay. Uh, let's go to Dave in the truck. Uh, wants to ask about the uh, Patriots GM. Go ahead, Dave. Gentlemen, good morning. How are you guys doing? Morning. Great job, Great job, Sean. Thank yeah, you. Going in for Greg Hill, but Andy, question for you, and then either one of you guys can jump in on this, but um, the GM, about a month ago on this radio station, I remember them talking, what are they going to do with Belichick? Are they going to fire him? Well, maybe one of the things is he can step down as a general manager position, and there was talks that Scott Pioli, his phone was ringing, Mm. or maybe he would come back. And then the other question I'll end and listen and hang up is, when are they going to release Matt Jones? Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Well, I wouldn't release him. I would try to recoup something or anything for him. Seventh round pick, a pick conditional swap. pick. Yeah. You're going to pick swap. Well, I think you could get a conditional. I think you could write oh, really? conditions in there that if this guy ends up starting he won't, six games ahead. for you, I mean, he could... There were 65 starting quarterbacks this year. He could start somewhere. I mean, we just talked about how it might not be the best in the best interest of the young quarterback to play him right away. Why right. not keep him around? And I don't know. And people liked him. There are other yeah. people that liked him, whether you're willing to admit it or not. There are other people, I guarantee you, in the National Football League that liked him at some point. And if you can get them to send you a sixth, you send Mack in a seventh, and that sixth becomes a four if he starts six or more games for that team, I think you'd try to do something like that. Um, the first part about Pioli, I don't really see it working. But again, if they're going to just pull people from the past and build this massive collaboration, like it's a Royal Rumble extravaganza, they need to get all the big <laughs> names on this pay-per-view, then I guess he'd be in the mix. I, I don't, 
I don't envision that. I think they're going with the younger Elliot Wolf, Matt Groh consortium of these guys that are already here. It just feels like, once again, we're doing what Bill did, where it's, I just want people I'm comfortable with, people I know. Yep. I want one time for somebody to say, okay, who's the best out there? Who's the best? And let's go after that guy. What did the, what did the Chiefs do on defense? And it's benefited them. They went out and they analyzed and they said, you know what, Steve Spagnuolo, let's bring him in. And, or, or Sean McVay. When he did that with Wade Phillips, you know, they got a guy that just might not have had a big relationship with him, but that was the best guy and he could come in and fix this. I think going to fix it. I think McVay is the most impressive. I feel like every He's year or two, awesome. he does massive interviews to overhaul his staff and it kind of works. Like he kind of finds new guys yeah. that are, are obviously using him too. Yeah. Because they know he's well, the hot every guy. Single if I can one get of a job. Head right. job. If I can get a job there, I could be a year away from a head coach. So like they're like, using look at each Raheem other. Morris. Like he was, he was an interim head coach for the Buccaneers and he, he got, goes to Sean McVay, which he knew from the 2013 uh, Washington Commanders uh, coaching Super staff. Super staff. That, that staff. You look at that lineup. It's insane. Crazy. Insane. But so now Raheem Morris is having kind of. I don't want to say renaissance, but like having a really good year as a defensive coordinator for this Rams team. A lot of, outside of Aaron Donald, just a lot of dudes. Right. Like it's nobody, no big names. There's no Jalen Ramsey. There's no, you know, Clay Matthews there anymore. It's just Aaron Donald and then a bunch of dudes, and they're all playing well. And Mark, to answer your question, I think there was a key quote in Robert's uh, meeting with the media when he said, I immediately regretted when I didn't hire Bill Belichick after Parcells and I hired Pete Carroll, who was... An outsider. outsider. A total change. Ugh. For better or worse. Now, you can look at it both ways. You could say he learned, and that's why he's keeping Mayo, and he thinks Mayo is the next Belichick. Like, this guy he's seen work intimately, and he trusts him, and he's got conviction. He's the guy. Or you could say he regretted hiring the outsider, Carroll. He got burned, so he's not going to make that mistake again. He's going to stick with the guys he knows, the McDaniels, the Mayos. I think point. that played a role yeah, in no, it 20 years ago. Yeah, it's tough, too, though. Like, Carroll wasn't even awful here. Like, he had, what, two winning seasons and a 500 season? Didn't have a losing season, yeah. had a much better record than Belichick's had the last three years, and got fired because of it. Now, they were trending they slowly were in the wrong direection, but yeah. you're right. He wasn't. They had he was better than Bill the last three years. Injury issue. Didn't Scott Zolak start a playoff game for them? I in mean, 98, yeah, I so, think, there was the Bledsoe and, and injury. And by the way, and I know we all know this, but the, the roster when Belichick took over was a lot more secure than it is now, or at least it feels that way. You had better guys. You had well, there were guys, foundational guys. Foundational yeah, you had guys. Ty Law. They didn't yeah. have depth because they had some Andy Wozenchuk, uh cap issues. They had the Ty Laws, the Lawyer Malloys, the Teddy like Bruce the great Andy players. Wozen, who he was the uh, president of football operation. He oh, okay. signed contracts, and he was gotcha. given out. He was given out like they were candy, like five years, okay. twenty five million, which was a lot back then. Like Ted Johnson, you get one. Yeah. Lawyer Malloy, you get one. Well, that Drew Bledsoe, hundred million. They were in, well, no, that was uh, that was Bill Par- uh, Bill Belichick. Oh, all right. he, he signed that deal. Yeah. He he wants you to believe he didn't, but he signed off on that deal with Robert Kraft. Was this like is revisionist time, history so. crap that people try to pull. No, no, no. He was sitting at the press conference. He signed off on that contract, <laughs> and then he later tried to distance himself from it. Don't let it happen. Yeah, all right, there you go. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If you want to weigh in this morning, it is. Shime, Hart, and Dondero filling in for the Greg Hill Show. But right now, it's time for What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now, brought to you by the 99 Restaurants. Playoff football officially back. The Texans absolutely rolled the Browns 45-14. C.J. Stroud. Man, he can play ball. He was awesome in that game against the Browns. The Chiefs handled the Dolphins in the frigid Kansas City air 26-7. The Packers went into Jerry World. Another guy starting in his first career playoff game, Jordan Love, lit it up. He was nearly perfect. 
48-32, the Packers beat the Cowboys. It was never really that close. And lastly, the Lions got their first playoff win uh, at home in quite a while as they were able to stave off Matthew Stafford and the Rams 24-23. Over the weekend, the Celtics beat the Rockets. They have the Raptors tonight. Tip-off for that one is at 7. They are in Toronto for that one. And your Boston Bruins got to win over the St. Louis Blues in overtime this weekend as Charlie McAvoy netted the game winner. They get the New Jersey Devils coming to town today. Matinee day game for you. 1 o'clock is the puck drop. Trending now brought to you by 99 Restaurants. Warm yourself up at the 99 Restaurant with our fork tender boneless braised short ribs. Served in a red wine sauce with caramelized onions and mushrooms. Served over mashed potatoes and crowned with crispy onion rings. God, that sounds good. Here for a limited time, you gotta love the nines. That's what's trending. We'll be right back with more of The Greg Hill Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. show on Boston Sports Original, WEI, Shime, Hart, and Zondero filling in for the show today. No Greg, no Wiggy, no Courtney, no Curtis. Jackson doing a great job on the ones and twos. Jackson, Jeez, how many people are normally on this show for crying out loud? It's like six of us. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Hey, it's a collaborative effort. It's like the New England Patriots, but better. More successful collaborative effort? Yeah. I don't I, know. I don't they mean, at least in recent years. Christian I, 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 don't, I don't want to overstep, but today I 
bully you on this show or something? No, so it's funny. Because you think the caller, hey, Shime, you're doing a great job. It's thank almost you. like they need to bring you, bring no, you up or something. The, Fluff sometimes, you up a little so, bit. Yeah. I, sometimes they do that. Like, feel like that. Uh, you know, Greg makes fat jokes in my direction, but I, oh. I, send, I send them right back. Don't worry. I was going to okay. say. Uh, and, and so, because we had a whole conversation about this, the whole uh, Shime goes on a diet and gets yoked thing, Courtney, start as soon as I mentioned it, started feeling really bad because she felt like, they, as a show, had bullied me in this direction, even though I had made this personal choice on my own, entirely on my own. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. You sure it didn't sure. just, like, somewhere down deep, their bullying played a role? No. Not at all. I've always been bullied. For Although me. it could I've be productive fat. bullying, too. I've been, I have been overweight since I was a senior in high school. Uh, since I stopped playing, I thought football. you were a skinny volleyball player or wore hot pants or something. I wasn't skinny when I played volleyball. I really, yeah, I have photos. I was not skinny. Uh, were you the uh, varsity volleyball? Yeah, yeah, but two year, two year captain. Were you the oh, Liberio wow. yeah. or whatever? Uh, libero, that guy. Uh, no, I was, I was a defensive specialist, but I never wore the Libero jersey. No, no, I was, I was, a, I was a. See me, a great. Yeah, my daughter plays freshman volleyball. I That's had how no I idea what that I, was. I, I don't really know what it is. I just know there's a person that wears a different colored jersey yeah. and can do different so, things. Like the guy that so it's the, the, uh, the rowing the coxman. Not, not, yeah. just, not to make this, uh, not to make this a volleyball show. We got a big audience that loves volleyball. I, I Careful. almost swore. Careful. I, I, I love volleyball so much. Uh, no, but uh, it's the libero is basically a <laughs> a player on the team who has a different color jersey because they can enter and leave the game freely for uh, the uh, generally the the middle blocker. When the middle blocker yeah. goes to the back row, they come into the game to play defense for the middle blocker, and they can just without like actually having to make a substitution enter the game. And it's for both middle blockers, right? So you have all right. You went too far line. already. I'm sorry. I had to. You got me. You got me all wound Look up. Look at you. Who knew there was like this soft spot for volleyball? I love. I like. Why don't you coach? I thought about it. I just. I don't really. Ha- it's. It's hard. I don't have like connections in the volleyball world. It's not like I'm. You know. <laughs> Who does? Right. I mean. I don't. I also don't have. I feel like they're like probably looking for a volleyball coach somewhere. Yeah, well, okay. If you're looking for a volleyball coach, shout me out. I'm, I'm around. There's I'd like AAU and club volleyball all summer. They I, probably would love. My to coaching have resume is actually pretty good too. So I have, I have some coaching background. Yeah. So go get a job. All right. Not, not coaching volleyball. Coaching soccer. But regardless, I still have a resume, which is good. There you go. <laughs> it's good. You got a resume. Yeah. Hey, uh, we were uh, uh, South Shore League champs. All right. So nice. Buzz off. Yeah. yeah. What did you just tell me? Yeah, what? did, did you? Did you buzz off. Oh, that's it's ninety. Buzz off. All right, because I thought he said the other thing. Yeah, no, I was no, going to no, tell I you. Said buzz off. No, no, no. I said buzz. No, I heard Don't the worry. Z's. Okay, yeah, yeah, good. Thank, thank you, yeah. thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. Okay, and enough of uh, Shime in the volleyball segment. You're welcome. Um, uh, we've been talking about the New England Patriots, the uh, the lack of the GM at the moment, and the lack of any kind of desire to hire one immediately. Hold on, can I just say one more thing? I'm Please. so sorry. No, no. Can no I just no. look this up. So Karch, Karch Karai, oh, yeah. is, have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah. So it says on his resume here he won an Olympic Games gold medal in 2020 as a coach, right? It's got to be a coach. But he's 63. Yeah, Does that, that make any sense? Coach. Okay. But I didn't think coaches won gold medals. You know, oh, like no, the I think they still get them. So like when... Didn't when, Coach K not getting a gold... Like doesn't the basketball coach not get a gold medal? That's what I thought. Oh, really? Whatever. I would have thought he does. I would have thought I digress. Too. The coach is an important I'm piece almost of the team. Herb Brooks the, is the centerpiece of the movie, the, and he doesn't get a medal? I'm, uh, the, I remember hearing in basketball, the coach does not get a gold medal. That's huh. what I thought. Interesting. I, Look it up. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. I, I mean, we could punch that right into the little Bing machine. That'll pop, 
probably pop up right away. Yeah, oh, um, sorry, head coach. Head coach. So he did get a gold medal. Okay. I just screwed this whole show up. Sorry. It's okay. No, you're good. No, 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 no. We screwed up long before the yeah, trust, I'm in charge. It's yeah. always screwed up. When he turned his mic on, we were done. Yeah, we were toast. <laughs> Six on seven, seven. And there's there's a guy on the text line that would tell you he immediately turned it off. And yet he's texting again. He's lying. So, yeah. He's oh, like the guy from the 413 who every show I'm on says, Andy Hot sucks. I love that guy. I got to tell you. I love him too. If there's, he had a meter, we'd be killing it in the there, race. <laughs> there is a guy on here on the text line that hates you and he hates me. And it is hilarious because he texts it every time we're on the air. Absolutely. And Thank you. I love you. Yeah, I love Thank you. you. Thank you. The it, old Howard please. Stern, you know, your your fans listen for 20 minutes and your haters listen for 40. Appreciate you. Uh, so we've been talking about the New England Patriots, their lack of a GM or their lack of initiative to, to hire a GM. But another thing that has really concerned me, and Uh-oh. it's been mentioned when we talked about Jaden Daniels a little bit, but it is the offensive future of this football team. Uh they not only lack talent, but I believe lack uh, any good direction. Uh, I think I think there's a chance Bill O'Brien is one of the worst offensive coordinators in football. Oh, yep. come on! Yeah, I'm kind come of come on. Uh, His history of success at various stops in the pro and college game, and the guys he took to the playoffs at sh- quarterback in a. Y- Yes, that those team, those Texans teams were pretty good. But how many times did he have a top ten offense with those teams? Even with Deshaun Watson, well, he only had Deshaun Watson what one and a half years? No, I think he had only three years. Andy. Oh, I don't think so because he tore his ACL one of the years they were cooking. Oh, that's right, and he tore his ACL, and then I think he was fired like a year. So late. he was with the Texans till twenty twenty, and Deshaun Watson was drafted the same year as Patrick Mahomes. So that was twenty eighteen. Okay, so he had two years of Deshaun, and one of them was of ACL, Watson. and one of them was post ACL. You're being okay. a little hard on him. Okay, Because he's dealt with some crappy quarterbacks. Now, Fair. I think he would be the first to admit, and he has. If you listen to any of his Zooms, he he slapped himself around pretty good almost every week about yeah. how bad they were. That's my response. He was more accountable than Bill Belichick was, I would Definitely. argue. Sure. Um, but he, there, there, this is interesting because you got to also bring in Josh McDaniels here. Because Josh McDaniels wow. is is hovering Oh, this, he was at the was last game. Was he towards. was at the Belichick press conference. Oh, God, There's been no. rumblings. I think Crapsheet uh, reported it that he could be the guy who's running this offense. And I am. You know me. I'm a Josh McDaniels I know. guy. I like him. We go yep. way back. Yeah, you look. You guys are identical. You look. Like we got the, yeah. the visor guys. We got to stick together. There's yep. not a lot of us old ball coach. Me, Josh. There's a few of us outside the golf world that got to stick together. Hundred percent. Um, and we have to remember, Josh McDaniels has been successful in New England. With Tom Brady, but also with Matt Castle, also with, as Mark brought up earlier, Mac Jones that first year. He did the McVeigh thing where I'm going to tell you exactly what to do until they shut this damn microphone off in your ear. I'm going to squeeze as much talking in as possible. He also had the little snippet of Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett. He has done it here successfully. I, I, I can't push back against... The sucking in Vegas and all that. All that stuff is real. And I would argue, me personally, I don't know how bad the scheme is right now. I don't know how bad Bill O'Brien is right now. Because I think the talent is a non-starter. The talent is so so bad. bad. It's bad. That you could give me Bill Walsh and, like, the infancy of the West Coast. And no one knows what. And I think you would suck. Mm Because the receivers suck. The line sucks. The quarterback sucks. But I think you could be better. Like I, I agree with you. The talent isn't very good, but I think you. That's could, being nice. I think this offense is so vanilla. It's just so plain Jane, boring ass. Ain't no bells and whistles to this thing. What? So it is nuts and bolts, just as simple as it gets. 
You don't think is, that's a response to the talent? No. That it, they can't get the 101, so I can't give them 201 and 301 Andy. because they can't line up. Yep. They can't space themselves. I call like anything that's trickery and a guy's not. Andy, Matt LaFleur had all first and second year receivers, and he's able to. He yeah, can craft up talented. crazy stuff. Like, uh, yeah, but you can look at a bunch of different teams that have not as great a talent, but are still trying to find ways to maximize said talent. Like, and that's and that's kind of what I think is the issue here is that there's no this offense does nothing to maximize anyone. And I understand that the talent isn't very good. So what you're maximizing may not be great, but they're just. They don't utilize motion nearly as much as they should. Like, they are one of the least motion-heavy teams in football when motion is one of the most important things going right now because of the way it screws with defense. And that was one of my dorky biggest surprises of this season. When we saw them in July and August, they were doing the basically Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel stuff with Kendrick Bourne. Motioning in the back, like, across the motion, back beyond, like, all that and it kind of disappeared. Like, I don't really think it What happened to all the RPOs? Yeah, I don't know. It. I actually think it, it's – you're going to take this as an excuse. I think the offensive line was so bad that they didn't think they could do – I think the offensive line ruined Bill O'Brien, ruined Mac Jones. I think it kind of ruined Ramondre Stevenson. He was terrible the mm-hmm. first half of the year, and he I think really it was bad. because he had no confidence in the – my landmark is X – He's thinking, I know there's not going to be a hole where they're telling me to go. So I'm already like looking, searching, trying to hit plays. I think this all goes back to a very simple answer. That offensive line was as putrid as any as I've ever seen, and I think it ruined everything around it. There are a million different directions we could go. The whole thing about Matt LaFleur is a great point. I don't think that what happened in Green Bay this year is in any way, shape, or form available for the Patriots. The development that you saw in Jordan Love, yeah. that that's just not here. However... I will say about Josh McDaniels. Now, am I uncomfortable with bringing a guy like that back and doing all that? Yes. However, the X factor about Josh McDaniels, and this is key, especially with Gerard Mayo, he would not leave. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to get a head coaching opportunity Oh, there's safety else. in that. Yeah, yeah. There's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a huge yes, thing. Because well, if you get another young offensive coach here, and he's, if he's worth a damn, and he helps this young quarterback grow and develop, he's probably going to get a head coaching opportunity or somebody will poach him. Sure. Josh McDaniels, it's over for that. He would be here. He'd be grateful to be back here. That's a good and point. He'd be here. Yeah. It, it, Wasn't that the theory on uh, Matt Patricia? One of them floating out there was like, they, no, no, no. They, yeah, but they were worried that if they brought Billy O in quick, yeah, he'd he be would gone. Go get a, or even sorry. my guy. Um, why can't I think of it? Nick Cayley. Yeah. That he might be an ascending talent. And if he, if he melded with Josh, the way the league is working, he might be gone. But if you put Matt Patricia there, you're pretty sure, sure. Matt Patricia's staying. If all yeah. you care about <laughs> Except is con- he was so bad he didn't. If all you care about is continuity, have fun being mediocre. Like, that's the issue. Yeah, if but this is a different regime. That's fair. Continuity was a Belichickian thing, I think. So he's gone. Now, Mayo, your thoughts on him, whether he is baby Bill, Bill Jr., yep. only knows Bill. He tried to distance himself. Oh, can I throw a number at you? Are we up against it? No, no, no. Oh, we got this is um, an eye-opening number that I came across. Okay. So, um... There are these, damn it, what's the number? Um, so the Patriots, this is the 15th head coach they've hired, Gerard Mayo. Yep. They've had a lot of times, I think it's four times, where they fired mid-year, interim coach, kept interim coach. If you remove those guys, because some of those guys had winning records their first year as the full-time head coach. If you remove those guys and only include the guys that are first-year coaches, the only guy with a winning record is Pete Carroll. 10 and 6. <laughs> wow. If you take the other guys and average them out, not named Pete Carroll, 
So it's a group that includes Lou Saban, Clive Rush, Chuck Fairbanks, Ron Earhart, Ron Meyer, Rod Russ, Dick McPherson, Bill Parcells, and Bill Belichick. They averaged 4.5 wins in their first year, and only McPherson won five or more football games. Everyone else had five or f- uh, uh, four or fewer wins in their first. So, Gerard Mayo, you're taking over a four-win team, and history says you're going to be a four-win team. Well, so it's, it's crazy you bring that up. Courtney has been kind of harping on this since they got rid of, moved on from Bill Belichick. That, like, there's no quick fix that is going to make you a 10-win team again. Gresh said this as well. I sent a, a, a prop, actually, that was on ESPN Bet uh, to Gresh in the middle of his show on Friday. Gresh came in before his show talking to me and Curtis, and he said, this team's going to win like six games next year. And I said, that's probably fair. Like, that's probably right about right. ESPN bet. Almost immediately I saw this. Had a prop. Moving on from Belichick, we need more mayo. Bet of the week. Will the Patriots have over six and a half wins? Give me the under. Yeah. It's like, I'm like that, but that's where the sports books are at too. They're like, oh yeah, this is like a six win team. Yeah, I I would confidently take the under, not just because of the numbers that historic, you know, whatever history was 20 years ago, does it matter? But remember when they uh, cashed in on the free agency and everybody was running numbers like the team that leads the offseason in spending. Oh, the Hunter Henry year. Yeah, yeah, and it gets an on average bump of five wins. Five wins. Yep. But if you recall, they fall off. They regress the following year. Correct. And it played it had- out perfectly for the Patriots. They got the wins, and then they regressed, and now they keep regressing. Mm-hmm. So history sometimes matters. Like law of averages over time, there's a reason that it plays out a certain way. I mean, it's simple to say, but it, it, the quarterback. If you get the quarterback, and that includes, by the way, if Bill Belichick had come back, and I'm not saying he should have, I don't think he should have, but if he did, if they kept him, right. and they stumbled onto the next stud, the next Stroud, whatever you, you know, whoever you want, it would have turned around even with Belichick still here. you got to find that guy to help man. I just look at, in assuming that they're going to take Jaden Daniels at number three or there's some miracle where the Bears are going to actually do you, know, do you think the Bears are going to take a quarterback? Yeah, I, I've but it, I for a while there was a long while there I actually thought they were going to stick with Justin Fields, especially when the news came out that Eberflus is probably keeping his job. Yeah, so why wouldn't you let the head? Why would you keep the head coach and try to change quarterback? Because uh, the Bears have gone just kept recycling coaches. That there's again, it's the continuity thing, and they finally see that Eberflus's defense is coming to form. They're like, oh. So he's actually not a terrible coach. Okay. We just need to kind of change so, a few things. And so they're going to bring in a new offensive coordinator. That's why they can Luke Getze. They'll bring in a new offensive coordinator. The players, Montez Sweat, who is just a brand new bear, mm-hmm. raved about Matt Eberflus. The players rave about him. But then when you ask a guy on the offensive side of the ball to talk about Luke Getze, they're like, yeah, he's fine. But, and so that's why they move on from him, get a new OC, get a new quarterback, and try and go from there. Well, I'm with Mark, though. You, you, you don't have to keep Eberflus for this year. You need to keep him for at least a couple years. Yeah, I think Because that's if you keep him for this year, draft a quarterback, and then decide, oh, crap, I was wrong, now you've given that quarterback a second head coach in two years. In the, you're ruining. Yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> Redshirt the quarterback. Yeah. You're going to ruin a quarterback that way. You're going to mm-hmm. ruin another quarterback by having multiple regime changes in his first two years. And it's but even Brady. The one thing Brady was always honest about is I, I played in the same system my entire career in New England. Like I had I had different guys, but the system, the language, I was able to build year over year, year over year. It's why he got to such a high level and then struggled to to work with young receivers because he was in year 15, yeah. 16, 17. Well, I think that's one of the reasons Mahomes had so much success right away as well. Yeah. He sat for a year in a a an established system. Correct. Learned under arguably one of the best offensive coaches in NFL history and then immediate and and saw how it was. They were a playoff team, so they were talented, and then it's like, "Okay, I come in and I'm an MVP." Right. 
Consistency, continuity in scheme and coaching matters. It, even with great, he would not be as good. I know you don't think he's actually that good, but Mahomes would not be as good if he had had two coaches already and three quarters. Sure. Like he'd be a total different package and story. Well, so that and that, I think you and I, and this goes back quite a while, and you'll laugh at this. This goes back to our argument back when Joe Burrow was the number one <laughs> overall pick. I had said because at the time Cincinnati was so bad that I'm like. Oh, they're going to move on from another coach. They're going to suck. Like, why would you, why not trade draft or trade back a little bit, get some extra assets, kind of like what the Bears did last year, uh, and, and just try and get more assets, draft like a Tua or or even a, a receiver at five, six, seven in that range, get a bunch of assets for the future so you build a better roster. And Andy's like, no, dummy, just take Joe Burrow. Um, but it's, to your point, like I think history has proven I was yeah, right. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is great, but I also didn't think Zach Taylor would last. I didn't think that Zach Taylor was going to be that good. Contrary to the, to my to what I thought, Zach Taylor's good. Like he's a good. But you know who's player. also good? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow is special. That's he's it. in That's whatever it. you were trying to put together earlier. That group of quarterbacks, Joe Burrow's in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he he is the only special. thing is you know the injuries starting to right. One more season of an injury and and that we're is have another conversation. And those I I find those conversations tough because yeah. like you know a guy's injury no, I prone. Know, I, know, I know. And I actually agree they are because injury prone people take as like a shot like you're so, no no you're prone to be injured. Didn't mean you didn't work. Didn't mean like you didn't try or you're a baby or you could have. No, no, no. Just your body, your genetics, your luck, whatever the factors are, you're prone to injuries. Yeah, so, but you get compared to other quarterbacks, Manning, Brady, who were always out there. Right. Who, who, and especially Brady, who yeah. was arrogant about it. Yeah. Like, I knew how to fall. Yeah. And I, yeah. You were also lucky. And if you don't believe you're lucky, then I can't talk to you because you were lucky. 617 if you want to weigh in. Going off that Joe Burrow point, I do want to ask you a quick question when we come back. Okay. Uh, I'll tell, I'm going to tease it right now. So don't answer. Nope, don't okay. answer. But here's the question I want you to think about it. All things considered, would you take C.J. Stroud right now or would you just ride with Joe Burrow? We're going to answer that Okay. when we get back. This is the Greg Hill Show on Boston Sports Original, WEI. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Turn down for what? Turn down for what? Okay, Jackson, I see you. Big crack out here. Yeah, man, you're going to wake the people up. This is the Greg Hill Show on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. Shime, Hart, and Dendero filling in today. No Greg, no Curtis, no Wiggy, no Courtney. Uh, we'll be here until 10 a.m. this morning. We've been talking Patriots. But before the break, we we had mentioned Joe Burrow. A question that had been proposed to me over the weekend, I wanted to propose to you is you two, all things considered, contract, injury history, team, everything right now, kind of where how they've been, how they've played. 
Would you take Joe Burrow or C.J. Stroud right now? So for me personally, it's Joe Burrow because I love Joe Burrow. Definitely the concern of the injuries is becoming a, a thing. We've had, what, ACL, calf, wrist, wrist finger yeah. thing yep. um, in a short span. But I do think he's special. I also think he's special in terms of what, moxie or whatever that is that he brings. You talked about culture. He's That's so a, cool. He's a culture setter. It. Yeah. He, he has it. Yeah. Um, but C.J. Stroud has that flick of the wrist thing that he he's easy to like. And I'm like probably a year away from seeing him replicate this. Just prove this wasn't rookie luck, beginner's luck. And uh, and I might take him. So, yeah. Joe Burrow's my answer. Just okay. because he has proven that he's a winner. That's the biggest thing. He has the skill. We know he has the talent. But what you said, Andy, you know, he has that. Whatever it is that in the late games, I know he's not going to get tight. I know he's not going to pucker it up. I know it's going to be Joe Burrow. And he's won. And he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but he's won. Now the injuries, he's five years older. But I can't, I mean, I'm still nervous. Maybe it's Mac Jones. Maybe it's Trevor Lawrence. But these guys that flash early and then they get tape on them and then things happen, they face some adversity or they they hit a rough patch and they can't handle it. Like All that's still in play for CJ Stroud, even though I love what I'm seeing. I, I, I'm not going against Joe Burrow. Yeah. I got a thing for Joe Burrow. For me, if you take the contract into consideration, I'm going to take C.J. Stroud. I just, what Bobby Slowick is challenging him to do in a 49er-style offense that is not, like, this one is not as point-and-shoot as Kyle Shanahan's. Like, this one has a little bit different wrinkles. It asks more of the quarterback because Bobby Slowick isn't Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't have quite as many answers as Shanahan does. I just think C.J. Stroud is, oh, man, every t- every big game, the guy shows, like, you go back to the Georgia game in, in college, he was freaking awesome, awesome in that, in that game. game. Awesome. You see him against the Colts when it's do or die, we got to go to the playoffs. Was it really close? Yep, but they won the football game. Then you see him come out in his first career playoff game and absolutely light up what was the best defense in football all season and absolutely owned that defense destroyed them dismantled them however you want to phrase it like this guy does not fold when the lights are brightest he doesn't have the i mean like the guy just doesn't have the same kind of mistakes that even like trevor lawrence has like he he led the league in touchdown to interception ratio and it's not like he wasn't throwing the guy threw a ton oh yeah he started his career with like 180 straight passes without throwing a pick. He understands how to how to diagnose an NFL defense. I I think he I think he has a lot of that it factor that Joe Burrow has. Maybe not to the same level because he's not as established. And that's Joe the Burrow. only difference is time. Yeah, time. and I mean, but if he if he if he wins next week against Baltimore, uh, assuming he plays Baltimore, right? Would he play Baltimore? Baltimore or Kansas City, depending on what happens today. Okay, right. Thank you. So either Baltimore or Kansas City. If he wins next week, either one of those teams is a huge win for him. Huge. If he were to win next week, like then it's like, okay, I am right. I am all in. You, it you, is. You could take everything I own and I'm all in. I, yeah. You just mentioned the Colts game. You mentioned the Browns game. I, I mean, Joe, I mean, uh, what's his name? Joe Flacco. Who is the Colts? I don't even remember. Is Gardner Minshew? I, I sure. Mean, I, I want to. If you talk about a win over Lamar Jackson on the road, then we're going to have a different conversation. In or week. your guy Mahomes. I know Mahomes. you don't think yeah. he's Mahomes, great, but that would be a great conversation. And that's the other you thing know. too. In Kansas City or in Baltimore, like yeah, absolutely. Now, I understand Mark Sanchez once upon a time beat Tom Brady in a playoff game at Gillette Stadium. So that's not the absolute everything. But he has looked great. 
I just I can't go away from Burrow right now based on the body of work. I, yeah. I just I, can't I think do it now. all things being if if everything was equal, right? There weren't contracts in play. Yeah, I would be a hundred percent with you guys. Like it's it's Joe Burrow. Like he's done it. He's been to a Super Bowl. He he could have won a Super Bowl. He should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs last year in yep. the AFC Championship game. Like the guy is outstanding. But I also look at it like I'm like, hmm, imagine if C.J. Stroud had Jamar Chase and T. Higgins instead and of Nico Collins. That is, Correct. when you Nico were talking, good. I was, Nico Collins, and we may be talking about now. Nico Collins in a different position right. in a year. All of this is new to us. CJ, like you said, if he does it against Mahomes, or I'll, I'll give him a credit for that, but I still won't give him full credit because full credit is next year you start the year, everybody picks the Texans to win the division. And you everybody and picks C.J. Stroud to lead the league in passing or be an MVP candidate, and then you're 0-2? And you threw four picks in the first two games. How do you respond? Correct. What you know, Joe Burrow went through it this year. There was that weird calf thing, and then you got your star receiver saying he shouldn't be playing. Go sit until week six. We'll figure out a way. Like you need to manipulate those various expectations and minefields. And the one thing I'll throw back at you too for this postseason, I saw Joe Flacco have arguably the greatest postseason in the history of football one year. A one-off postseason is impressive. Yeah, it matters. Do it again. Do it again because that's where you tr- – and I, I am all in on Joe Burrow can do that this year, next year. Whenever he's healthy, Joe yep. Burrow's going to give you that. He's real. Yeah, I just – I look – I just – I'm enamored by what C.J. Stroud has done this season and in his first career playoff game. Um, I just – it is – he is special. Like, and it's – and it, again, it's the re- – he is, he is the reason why owners will never – uh, vote in like your proposed rule of quarterbacks have to sit a year. Yeah, because they'll point to him and be like, he didn't have to sit a year. Yeah, yeah. and I would, I would point to other Joe Burrow. You, you, could you have to. more examples, but for I would sure, point to Brady and Rogers and Mahomes and Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know what those guys Jordan are called? Love, MVPs. And there's Aaron a lot Rogers. of them that sat. Yeah. So if you sit, there may be, but that's a different topic for a different day. The, yeah. The good news is, from your perspective, because oh. you're more down on the quarterbacks than Mark and I are a little bit, I think, yep. and. If C.J. Stroud enters that conversation of that top six group or whatever that group is, you think every year you're a franchise, that's good for the league. Oh, yeah. Because this year... It's another guy. Tom yeah. Brady was bitching about the league. Everybody, you know why? Because you were watching... Tyson Bajan. Yeah. All these guys that no one had ever heard of that we get excited for. It's fun. Um, Easton Stick. Yeah. Tommy DeVito. How about the guy that the the Patriots beat in Pittsburgh? I mean, I had to watch that guy for a night. Mitch Mitch Trubisky. Come on. I mean, that was part of the reason the league was not as well-played this year. I think that's one of the reasons I kind of like this quarterback class. I don't think a lot of them, outside of the top two guys, are going to be, like, special. But I think they're a lot better than what the f- current backup quarterback is in the NFL. So, like, it's far more serviceable than, you know, seeing Tyson Bajant and Tommy DeVito. I get to see Bo Nix or Michael Penix. I'm like, oh, okay, these guys aren't horrendous. Till you rip them. Till you find out they're horrendous in the NFL. Mm, yeah, Michael Penix uh, did not look great in that national championship nope. game. Funny how that works. Yeah, sometimes when the pressure gets to you, sometimes sometimes the arm talent just that isn't big enough. big Penix energy kind of ran out there. <laughs> <laughs> 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in today. We're going to get back into the New England Patriots. Gerard Mayo is your new head coach. Is there a GM? Is there really a GM? The offensive issues, all of it is on the table. I see on the lines we're going to get to some callers as well when we come back right here on the Greg Hill Show with Shime, Hart, and Dondero filling in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 